Everyone, this is Amir Tsarfati. I'm live from Jezreel, the ancient city which was the home of Ahab and Jezebel. Uh, we're filming here something, but um, I just wanted to share with you a thought that uh, came across my mind in the last uh, few hours, uh, which is something pretty troubling. Look, uh, we were sold a lie regarding this virus that, you know, it came from the animals and it's super contagious and, you know, it's going to kill half of the world. We were sold a lie. And if you say anything against it, they will not allow you to talk. If you develop anything that might put an end to it, you'll be killed. That just happened. Few uh, people in the U.S. were uh, found dead because they were on a cusp of a breakthrough with finding a solution. And uh, the, the funny thing is that um, nobody's talking about a medical solution, but everybody talk about technological solution. We don't even talk anymore about any vaccine, any cure, any uh, drug. We talk about how technologically we will be able to run our life with COVID-19 in the area. Look, it's very smart what they just did. Think about it. They told you, either you sit home or you go out, but on our terms. We will tell you what you need to do. If you want to take a plane, you will have to have something to identify you as a uh, healthy person. The passport won't be enough. Do you want to go outside? You have to put a mask, even though a mask is the worst thing to put on. Um, you wash your hands 15 times a day. It's the worst thing to do because your body will never get used to germs around you. So they tell you to do the opposite of what you need to do in order to continue this uh, lie going on. And if you dare to say something against it, they will block you, ban you, and, and, and do whatever they want. And, and now they ask you, look, if you want some sort of normal life, choose which freedom you are willing to give up. The freedom of gathering, the freedom of speech, the freedom of uh, religion. Uh, which freedom are you willing to give up? Because you are no longer a free person. We control you. Have you ever seen something like that since the creation of the world? I don't think we ever had a thing like that where all the nations on planet Earth are dictating rules and terms to the population of planet Earth that literally are saying goodbye to the life we had before. I'm uh, here in a place where Ahab and Jezebel sold the people of Israel a lie. They told them that Jehovah is not God. They told them that Baal, Asherah, they are the, 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 the deities of fertility. They are the true gods. That's what they tell them. They told the people of Israel, worship Baal, worship Asherah. And the people of Israel were actually not sure. They were almost convinced that, wait a minute, if our king and our queen are telling us to worship that, then it's probably okay. 
And Elijah was the only one saying, wait a minute, that's a lie. And guess what? Ahab called him the troubler of Israel. Ahab called Elijah, oh, you the troubler of Israel. Isn't that interesting today? Anyone that says that this whole COVID-19 is a hoax, it's a drill, we are the troublemakers. And today they have the, a way to, you know, completely shut us up, to completely not allow us to talk. You know, Facebook is not allowing me to promote anything that I mentioned COVID-19. I think what I'm going to do from now on, I'm going to call it Orange Juice 20 rather than Corona or COVID-19. Orange Juice 20. And their algorithm probably will not block me anymore. But ladies and gentlemen, 2020 is the year that the population of the world lost its freedom. And 2020 may be the year that we can be out of here. I don't know, I'm not a prophet, but I can tell you, Elijah spoke the truth, was not afraid to, to call the lie a lie. And the best thing is that Elijah was taken. Elijah was taken out of here. And so I have hope, even here in the Valley of Jezreel, from the city of Jezreel, in the place where Jezebel, where the spirit of Jezebel come from, was pushing her agenda, her lies, her ungodliness, her uh, perversion, her complete deception. She eventually died. And Elijah is the only prophet that was taken alive while he was still alive to the presence of God. So in a way, it's like a, a great encouragement to all of us believers. Stand up for the truth. You might be a minority. They'll call you troublemakers. But hey, we can be out of here even soon while we're still alive. God bless you from the Jezreel Valley, from the city of Jezreel. And uh, may the Lord give us the strength to endure this whole thing and to finish stronger finish strong. Thank you and God bless you all. Bye-bye. Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com That audio clip was from Amir Safari and uh, I just thought he made some interesting points. Um, you know, the thing that's kind of since this all began, the thing that's that's that I've shared with many people, I'm not sure if I've shared it on the broadcast or not, but the thing that's really dis I don't want, I don't know if I should say disturbed or the thing I've found the most confusing, the thing that I've had the most trouble nailing down is how the principalities and powers have managed to get the entire earth to go along with this. The entire earth to go along with it, to willingly 
basically go on house arrest. And what I see through comments, and I have to remind myself that a majority of human life doesn't leave comments on Facebook and, you know, other social media and internet platforms, you know, like a majority of the human beings don't bother to share their thoughts because they don't feel the desperate need to always be heard. But a majority of the people who do do that, from what I've seen, are just still continuing to beg for the government to force people to stay on house arrest, force businesses to remain closed. The snitch culture uh, that's developed, at least here in the United States, I don't know how it is in the rest of the world, has become mind-boggling. I mean, I'm seeing reports of people calling 911 on their neighbors because their neighbor coughed. Uh, calling the police to break up little girl's birthday parties. It's just absolutely bonkers. And uh, what's coming to mind right now is the uh, there's a passage in the apocryphal book of Second Esdras, and I'm, I'm sorry I don't have it in front of me. I'm just going to have to paraphrase. But essentially it says that in the last days, intelligence will flee. Like people will just be dumb. And I and I hate to say that because I don't want I don't want to come off as as hateful or arrogant or anything like that. It's just at least from what I'm seeing in comment sections uh, around the internet, uh, that prophecy is being fulfilled before our very eyes. It's incredible. It's really really incredible what we're witnessing right now. And like I said, it'd be one thing if it was just one country, but to see all of the earth comply with this, to be okay with it. And like Amir said, if you question, if you even just raise questions and say, well, is is it really like this? Or you're not even allowed to ask questions. Or you will be, you don't, the government doesn't even have to do anything. You will be shamed and persecuted by your fellow man. I mean, that's, that's the world we're living in now. I've noticed as I've been out and about how people just fear and cower from one another and they don't even look up at the person. They, they walk the opposite direction. There's been a... The culture has now become afraid of one another. I saw this uh, article, this headline that says they want to make social distancing a permanent part of our lives. Absolutely, they do. Absolutely. People do not understand. And I've said this several times since it began. The world is going to be changed forever because of this. It says they want to make social distancing a permanent part of our lives. Here's Let me just read the first paragraph. It says humans are inherently social creatures. And that is never going to change. Within each one of us, there is a fundamental need for connection with others. But now these lockdowns have separated us from one another like never before. Thankfully, many states are now starting to end their lockdowns, but unfortunately, this is definitely not the end for social distancing. Just as 9-11 greatly altered our society on a permanent basis, many of our social engineers now intend to make social distancing a permanent part of our lives. If they have it their way, they would there will be a written or unwritten rule 
about how close you can get to other people virtually everywhere that you go. Can you imagine a world where you have to constantly be concerned about walking, standing, or sitting too close to someone else? Already there is talk of putting physical markings on sidewalks in order to constantly remind all of us not to walk too close to one another. You know, this generation already was just terrible with, with social skills. I mean, you say hello to people and they just look down. You hold a door open for someone and they look at you like you're a freak and they want you to get away. Uh, they, yesterday I was at the grocery store and a woman left one of her bags up on the counter and she walked out of the store. She forgot one of her bags, so I grabbed it and ran it out to her. And instead of like a grateful, you know, uh, demeanor, it was almost like she was annoyed that I would dare come near her. And I thought, man, I was just trying to give you your food that you were getting ready to get in your car and leave behind. I'm astounded. I'm astounded. Let me just read a couple more headlines. I'm not going to read the actual articles. The headlines speak for themselves. Number of job losses in April was more than double the total number of job losses during the last recession. Do you understand what's happening? In 30 days, it was more job losses than during the total last recession. According to a shocking new survey, 50% of small businesses expect to be out of business within six months. We're seeing the technocrats take over everything. Big box stores and meanwhile Amazon are going to have a grip over the world like never before. Oh, and your diet's about to change as well. Why meat shortages are going to be much worse than most Americans anticipate. I haven't read this article, but the headline speaks for itself. People are already seeing massive increases at the grocery stores. Rest, you know, what few restaurants are serving food. There's a premium now on, you know, on meat. That's only going to get worse. Um, I was talking to some local farmers and talking. They were telling me that they the, the problem is not their supply of of animals. Their problem is that. You know, there's few slaughter places to get the animals processed, and the places that are available are booked out through December. And I've heard that out of the mouth of people who, because I, I believe in buying your meat and vegetables local, if you can. And so that's uh, what's being reported. I wrote a devotional today. I just want to share this these thoughts with you guys this morning. And uh, I've been praying. I'm just not really sure what God wants from me right now. Uh, what he wants me to be talking about. Or how to proceed. Um, I'm almost starting to feel like the work is about over. If you can believe that. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll hear something new from God soon. Or be led in, an, in another direction. Or be revived, uh, if you will. But... It almost has that feeling to it that, you know, the the time for warning is, is coming to an end. The time for people to get it together, that window of opportunity is closing. And I wasn't even expecting to say that right now. That's, that's off the cuff. You can take that. You can take it or leave it. 
uh, what I just said there. Do what you want with that. Here is uh, my devotional for today, and it's called The Great Falling Away. And I'm going to be sending this out via email to those of you who are on the email list. Uh, so you'll be able to find that uh, in your email if you, if you want a copy of it. Here's what I wrote this morning. Right now, we are witnessing massive economic losses, job losses, government overreach, and social unrest like nothing our generation has experienced before. There is much uncertainty about what the future holds for the next few months and even years. We are being told to prepare for a new normal. Last week I wrote, I believed the foundation is being laid for the coming mark of the beast and the peering of the lawless one. I continue to believe this is the case. However, I've been diligently praying every morning God would bring a great revival and a great awakening. However, is revival what we should expect? If we are indeed living in the end of days or the beginning of the end, then the Bible warns us that a great apostasy is what's truly to come. We should expect more and more people to reject the faith and more and more Christians to become lukewarm, followed by the revealing of the lawless one, the son of perdition. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1-4 through four says this, and listen closely. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there be there come a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. I think we should always pray for revival. Always pray for a great awakening to happen across our land and within our communities. It is our mission to share the good news of Jesus and proclaim the kingdom of God. However, let us not be oblivious to the times we are living in. We are witnessing a culture and a level of wickedness within that culture which hasn't been seen since the times of Noah. The great falling away is here and has been happening for many years now. The Apostle Paul describes what society will look like in the last days. And I believe his description fits perfectly with what we are witnessing right now. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1-8, through we read this. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but not denying the power thereof. From such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lust, ever learning, 
never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. This is not to say that everyone everywhere acts in this manner. However, I think we can agree that with each passing day, Paul's description of society continues to become more and more accurate. May we not be filled with a spirit of fear about the times we are living in. Instead, let us look up with expectation and joy at the prospect that our Lord's return is near. May we be reminded that God's remnant is not appointed to His wrath. With that said, may we also not be ignorant about the times that we find ourselves in. These are challenging times and they will only get more strange and more difficult. Hold fast to your faith. Cling to the Savior and rest under the wings of God. Our redemption draws nigh. And that's the devotional that I wanted to share with you this morning. I, you know, like I said, I've been praying and seeking God and just, I just don't know what the future holds. And then, let's face it, that's always true. That's always true. We just find find ourselves in some very interesting times. And what makes it even more difficult is just how oblivious most people are. You know, there's always been things going on, right? And that's why we've been doing this podcast for years where it's like, man, I wish people just wake up to the reality of this situation and that situation. But on a global scale, people have drank the Kool-Aid You know, the truth is usually somewhere in the middle. We have those who completely deny the existence of the issue. And then we have those in the media and governments around the world and tech companies who are pushing extreme fear because they have much to gain. The media gets all the clicks they can handle. Drudge Report does nothing but report as much terrible headlines as he possibly can. It's just a fact. Not interested in promoting any form of hope. The tech companies are the ones that that everyone says they're going to have the answer. Like Amir said, they're they're not proclaiming they have a medical solution. It's a technical solution. And those of you who have listened to my podcast for years... You've heard me say dozens of times that I believe the mark of the beast would be twofold. It'll be have a form of artificial intelligence, a chip of some kind where you can be tracked, where your money can be turned on and turned off, but also a genetic altering component, which, by the way, is what's being promoted more and more you get a chip it's got a genetic altering component that stops you from being able to get disease and you can now be tracked and so it's okay for you to travel it's okay for you to go to the grocery store it's okay for you to go to the movies it's okay for you to you know whatever it is that you want to do because you've got the you've got the chip that tells uh, tells everybody that you're safe to be around and those of you who refuse to get it You will be the outcast. You won't be allowed to go to the grocery store. You'll be the new leper walking down the street. Everybody wants to stay away from because you don't have the mark. 
this is their future they want to roll out. I'll say this. Evil, these evil plans they've had for a long time. And as of right now, it's still being restrained as of this moment. And um, at some point, he who restrains will be removed, right? That's what the scriptures describe. He who restrains will be taken out of the way. I don't know when that's going to be. And many, uh, many speculate that the restrainer is he, the he being the Holy Spirit. And many think that that's the Holy Spirit within the people of God, the remnant of God. And in some form, we will be taken out of the way, whether that be gathered uh, to, to Messiah or a second Exodus type thing or whatever. I don't know. Time will tell. You know, according to Second Thessalonians, if we are to take it for what it says, the coming of the Lord Jesus and our gathering unto him that day will not happen until there be a great falling away first and the man of sin revealed. Um, he doesn't say that that means necessarily that the world burns to the ground that minute with you here. Um, but it does say that uh, he is revealed and there's falling away. I mean, that's that's what the scripture says. Um, you know, I've been reading a lot of prophecy magazines and articles and stuff, and it seems like everyone just keeps using this verse, but then uses it to say that there's a pre-tribulation rapture. And again, I don't get on that fight or in that battle, but this particular verse describes that those things do not take place until a great falling away and the man of sin revealed. That's what it says very clearly. And I'm I'm always I I'm always scratching my head when I read this. Like where did where are they coming up with this? Now I know the scripture. There's other scriptures that we could use to try to make that point. And I can see where those arguments can be made, but not with this one. This one very clearly says the opposite. All we can do, really, is just to walk every day closer and closer and closer with God, and to pray and to seek his face, and to share the good news of Jesus Christ. The world that we knew before is falling apart. And maybe this is just a birth pain. Maybe it's uh, this, maybe this is just a test run and things will get back to some form of normalcy. I don't know. But it looks to me like this is one of those pivotal moments in, in history. And this may be the time. This may be the time that we've been talking about and warning about for years that is coming upon the earth. Time will tell. But we should be encouraged. Those of us who are the remnant, right? And I hope that I am. I don't, I don't want to be arrogant and say that I am. But I sure hope so. Interesting days are ahead of us, friends. Let's hold fast to the truth. Let's hold fast to the faith. 
That's all I had to share with you this morning. I feel like I'm doing nothing but rambling. I pray that you've been blessed somehow this morning by this podcast. You can support the mission by going to scriptureandprophecy.com. And the support tab is there at the top. This broadcast is 100% listener supported. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.